Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on betonline.net as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's betonline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. For this week, want to get into the MLB playoffs, recap the wild card round, uh, recap week five of the NFL season. Then we're going to do an NBA season preview with uh, over-under numbers there, and then we'll make some picks there. Um, so recapping first, uh, the wild card round in the MLB. Uh, we had I was I'm already wrong on, on one of my picks. Uh, I was wanting the Cardinals to go to the World Series, but they were uh, they were beaten by the Philadelphia Phillies, which the Phillies I'm surprised. Um, you know they made the playoffs in the first place. They were struggling in the beginning of the year, and then after um, Bryce Harper was out for a while, but uh, Kyle Schwarber had a great year, uh, 40 plus home runs. Um, so they have some power there. Um, Zach Wheeler had a great game pitching there um, against the Cardinals. And uh, so, you know, they have some somewhat at the top of the rotation, too. He was injured most of the year, so he's coming back um, looking good for them. And then you had the Mariners being the Blue Jays. They had a crazy comeback. They were down 9-1, to one, ended up winning 10-9. to nine. Um, I like the Mariners. I'm glad that they finally made the playoffs after 20 years, um, got out of the wild card round. Um, you know, J-Rod is a, a great young player, just, just signed to an extension this year. Um, yeah, they're a surprising, surprisingly good team, you know, because people didn't know what their expectations were going to be this year. And now they face uh, a divisional opponent in the Houston Astros, uh, which starts on, oh, starts tomorrow. So the uh, NLDS and ALDS starts tomorrow. You have uh, Braves and Phillies. And then Mariners and Astros, Guardians and Yankees. And then this one's going to be interesting. Uh, Padres and Dodgers. The Dodgers have owned the Padres pretty much in the regular season. Um, and, you know, even without um, Tatis, the Padres are still looking good. You know, they still have some depth there. They have Juan Soto and uh, Manny Machado. Uh, but the Padres, or the Dodgers, you know, they have incredible depth um, at every position um, you know the only thing I worry about is their pitching you know they're, they're basically out two starters or three starters you know they lost still haven't got back uh, Trevor Bauer he's been out for I don't think he's ever going to play again it seems like and then you know you lose Max Scherzer to uh, the Mets but um, yeah the, the Dodgers should win that series there they've they've just completely owned the Padres uh, in the regular season and I don't see that changing really uh, Padres, they went past the Mets to advance in the playoffs. The Mets, you know, they were leading the division most of the year. 
and then they kind of just crumbled late in the for the second half. You know, they won 100 plus games, um, but they got shut out this second game or this third game against the Padres, six to zero. Uh, Max Scherzer, he was terrible that first game against them. Um, so I don't know, I don't know where they go from here, but it was a not a good, um, not a good postseason appearance by the Mets. And you know, Steve Cohen, the new owner, he's really trying to be aggressive and trying to build a contender there. Um, so we'll see if uh, see what their future looks like. But um, you know, they just kind of it's just classic Mets. You know, they get to the big spot or get into an opportunity to win a big game, and then they just they don't the offense doesn't show up. Um, so yeah, I expect uh, Braves to move on past the Phillies. Um, I'd like to see the Mariners beat the Astros. Uh, the Guardians are a sneaky good team. You know, they're it was at the 15th inning I think uh, that they won uh, to advance. It was they won two to one or no, it was one to zero against the Rays uh, to advance there, um, which is just a crazy post postseason game. It reminded me of. Uh, was it 2014 when the Nationals and the Giants went to the bottom of the 19th inning? And then uh, Brandon Belt hit a walk-off home run. It was up to like 2 in the morning watching that game. Uh, but yeah, so some pretty good games so far. Um, a lot of shutouts, but uh, it's time for uh, postseason baseball. So we'll see as uh, as the postseason progresses. We'll see if there's any uh, better games or some some big moments here. All right, so recapping NFL games from yesterday. My parlay was actually pretty good uh, yesterday. There was only there was one that was really bad that I got uh, wrong was uh, I, I picked the Lions to beat the Patriots, but the Lions got shut out by the Patriots, and they were 29-0. to That one was bad. Um, and then, let's see, 49ers won 37-15. The 49ers looking good. They have uh, the best defense in the NFL. Uh, but they lost a lot of players. They lost uh, Nick Bosa, who seems like he's injured every year. Um, who else? Cornerback, uh, I forget what his name was. Uh, Torres ACL, um, and they're already they're already out with Trent Williams, and then already out with uh, Elijah Mitchell. But the running game looked good. Jeff Wilson Jr. looked good. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo looked great. You know, making some good throws. Actually, got George Kittle involved in the offense, and then. Um, you know, I, I was expecting a big year from from uh, Brandon Ayuk. I haven't seen that. He had one good game so far. Um, I picked him up early in fantasy, so I thought he was going to be, you know, lights out pretty much. I thought everyone was saying, oh, it's going to be breakout year for Brandon Ayuk. And I think it was more because of Trey Lance, and him and Trey Lance had a better connection than him and Jimmy Garoppolo do because um, Jimmy doesn't seem to find him very often. He has a security blanket in – uh, George Kittle and you know obviously Debo Samuel and then the running game so wasn't able to get him involved. Uh, speaking of the Panthers and 49ers, Matt Rule has been fired today. Um, as I said, I think just a few days ago when I released that other podcast that um, I expect Matt Rule to be fired uh, before the end of the year because his team is is just terrible. They haven't they haven't gotten better at all. They're probably worse with Baker Mayfield than with Sam Darnold. I have no idea. The only asset they have that they can really trade is uh, Christian McCaffrey, which um, there's been reports that apparently that they're going to try to trade him before the trade deadline, and there's a bunch of people that would be interested in him. Um, Kyle Shanahan, for one, has a, a deep connection to Christian McCaffrey. I didn't realize that uh, he's good buddies with Ed McCaffrey, Christian's dad, and then they had him, they had uh, Kyle Shanahan babysit him at, at a certain point. So 
there's a connection there. I guess they shared that during the Sunday broadcast, and I was like, oh, I had no idea. So, um, so maybe the 49ers would be interested. But uh, for Matt Rule, um, he just had he's had a bad bad go of it in the NFL. Um, three seasons he's been he was 11 and 27, right? So not good at all. Um, hasn't been able to develop a quarterback at all. Hasn't been able to hasn't drafted a good quarterback. His, his their drafts have been terrible. Haven't been able to really do anything well with that team. Uh, but looks like uh, Steve Wilkes is going to be the interim coach. He's the secondary coach for the Carolina Panthers. Um, but I expect Matt Rule to go back to college. So maybe Nebraska would be interested. But I know Nebraska was interested in um, in what's his name, Urban Meyer. You know, but you know, if if you want Matt Rule, he's good. He's a good college coach. He can build a program. Doesn't have a lot of drama surrounding him like uh, like Urban Meyer, and um, yeah, so we'll see what the Panthers do. But the Panthers are just you know, David Tepper just bought them, so we have a new ownership group. So they're just wanting to win. They thought they were doing a great thing by hiring a, a good college coach in Matt Rule, trying to you know it was a hire that was like okay, we think we're smarter than everybody else, but it, it hasn't been a good hire. It's one of the worst hires in the NFL actually. Uh, Giants and Packers. I didn't bet this game because it was a London game. Something weird always happens in London. So I don't know. It's just the time change and, you know, they're tired from the travel. Some people don't take it seriously. And I was right because the Packers lost 27 to 22. The Giants might be for real. They're, what are they, 4 and 1 now? Um, that division looks really good. The Cowboys look good. Only one loss without Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush is 5 and 0 in his uh, career and all of his starts. Uh, the Eagles are the last undefeated team. So we'll get into all these teams soon. But the NFC East looking a lot better than I thought initially. Uh, Steelers and Bills. Bills completely destroyed the Steelers 38-3. to This pick I had correct, obviously, because Steelers were, were starting uh, Kenny Pickett. And the Bills have uh, like arguably one of the best defense, probably the second best defense behind San Francisco. But they could be... You know, even more aggressive the way that they uh, they call their plays and the, the way that they blitz and just like they're all over the place. It seems like Browns and Chargers. Uh, Chargers won thirty twenty eight. Uh, the Chargers almost blew this game. They were up. All they needed to do was you know kneel it or kick a field goal or something. They go for it on fourth down, give the opportunity to the Browns to come back and try to win the game. And I like the the Browns should have won this game, right? I had picked the Chargers, so I got that one right. But uh, the Chargers, like, I'm getting so tired of the Chargers. They should be so much better. Um, like now they're three and two, but they should be two and three because they should have lost that game. They gave the Browns an opportunity to win, but the Browns kicker missed the field goal. So that that's the only reason why the Chargers won. But the Chargers, like, the play calling was bad at the end. And they just they constantly blow leads and um, they lose close games and they, they again they only won this one because the kicker missed a field goal so they deserve to lose that game. Um, I I don't know I'm just I'm tired of uh, picking the Chargers and then they um, for the season like making the playoffs and stuff because they're just there's something always off or something like the play calling or um, clock management there's always some issue there. Uh, Browns look good though. Um, you know the kicker. You got to make that field goal. Uh, Bears and Vikings. The Bears are kind of spicy. They're a little bit better than what I thought. You know, scoring 22 points. Um, they had a chance to win it at the end, but 
uh, Minnesota stripped the ball from one of the, uh, the Chicago receivers, and uh, the game was over after that. But I picked Vikings 29-22 to win that game. This is the one that I got, <laughs> I got wrong. It was really bad. Uh, Patriots winning 29-0 against the Lions. Lions completely shut out. Um, offense wasn't able to do anything at all. Uh, Patriots looked good because they had, I think they had a backup quarterback playing that game, and uh, yeah, the the play calling was great and the defense was great against uh, Detroit. Uh, Saints and Seahawks was kind of a crazy game. Uh, Saints start Andy Dalton, uh, and they win 39-32. But the story was Taysom Hill, uh, three rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown, over 120 yards rushing. I mean, I didn't even see what, how much he scored fantasy-wise because I don't think anyone has been starting Taysom Hill, but he probably had 50 fantasy points there. And for that game, I had the Seahawks winning. Seahawks, they can both these teams can light it up at times. That's why it was a it was an exciting game. It was probably one of the better games uh, for a Sunday. Uh, Jets and Dolphins, I picked the Jets to win this one. Didn't think they would win 40-17, to 17, but uh, Teddy Bridgewater was injured. I think they, they ruled him out of the game because there's kind of a an overcorrection right now based on the two injuries. So when someone's getting hit, they, they're kind of like, they're not wanting to deal with that. So they're, they're ruling a lot of these guys out like during the games, even if they may not have a concussion, which I don't know. I think I, I prefer that. I prefer them to be extra cautious than having something happen like what happened with Tua happen again or with, you know, Patrick Mahomes in the past. Um, but yeah, Jets look good in that game. 40-17. Um, yeah, Dolphins are going to be reeling for a little bit after, you know, they don't have they don't have a quarterback, you know, so so they're gonna be struggling for the next weeks here. Uh Buccaneers won twenty one to fifteen, barely won that game. You know, those uh just the Falcons team that they should dominate. Um but like, like I said, I just I don't I don't feel very comfortable with the Buccaneers as far as my uh preseason pick goes. I had picked them to go to the Super Bowl, right? And um, this Falcons team, even without Cordell Patterson, they you know, able to put up some points there against that Bucks defense. You know, it's only 15, but they only allow 21 points. So the Falcons' defense has improved over the last few years because, you know, previously they've just had terrible, terrible defense. You know, they, the defense was just costing them games, so many games. Uh, Titans and Commanders, I got this one right. Um, 21-17, Titans over Washington. Uh, Carson Wentz is terrible. <laughs> um, they're in the goal line, right? All they need to do is a touch. They just need a touchdown. They're going to win the game. They could run it in. They could do all kinds of things. Uh, Carson Wentz tries to force it between two defenders, and it's intercepted, and the game's over. They had a chance to win it at the end, and they lost it. So they 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 fall to one and four. Um, they might be one of the worst teams in football, honestly. Um, Carson Wentz is this his last his last chance to be a starter, um, and I think that's it for him. He's just the way his career has gone is just not how it looked. Um, when he was with Philadelphia early on, he had that you know almost MVP season if he didn't get injured, and then Super Bowl when Nick Foles wins it, it's just it's just an unfortunate uh, career. This one I got wrong. I was surprised because Jaguars have been looking good offensively, but they they didn't put up a, a touchdown at all, losing thirteen to six to the Texans. Um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence didn't look good against a defense that you know they don't have any any stars on on that defense in Houston and he threw two interceptions no touchdowns um, I guess not much, else, not much else to say about that game uh, Cowboys and Rams I think the Rams are fully in a Super Bowl hangover right now they fall two to three 
after losing to Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys, 22-10. to 10. Uh, Dallas is looking really good. You know, that's without Dak Prescott. Uh, so we'll see when Dak Prescott comes back, you know, how that team will look. They'll be better, obviously. But with Cooper Rush, they look phenomenal, which is interesting because Kellen Moore is the offensive play caller and was this 2017. 2017, that quarterback room included Cooper Rush, Kellen Moore, and Dak Prescott. So they're all familiar with each other. Uh, Kellen Moore knows what Dak likes, knows what Cooper Rush likes. So it's probably the best situation for Cooper Rush to thrive in. And he's thrived with this um, with this opportunity he's gotten. And uh, for the Rams, like, you know, defensively, they're supposed to be like one of the best defensive teams in the NFL with, you know, they have they're top heavy on the on defensive side, right? With Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, you know, they just signed Bobby Wagner, right? Bobby Wagner hasn't been that much of a difference maker. Um, but, you know, they haven't been able to get many stops, right? And then offensively, you know, I mentioned this on the last episode, no running game. I think Matthew Stafford's still injured. Matthew Stafford's becoming like unplayable fantasy-wise because I played him again and he just struggled through that late game interception and they're just not looking good over targeting uh, Cooper Cup the only fantasy person you should be starting on this team is Cooper Cup and I hope they don't think that they're going to get Odell Beckham because there's no way Odell Beckham's going to want to be part of that team um, he's probably going to the Bills or something like that a team that has a higher uh, chance to win the Super Bowl um, but the Rams don't look good they're not the best team in their division right now um, I think that San Francisco even with all the injuries um but yeah, not a not a just a terrible loss for for the Rams, especially after last week's game against uh, against the 49ers. Uh, Eagles and Cardinals. This one, Eagles almost blew this game. Uh, Cardinals had a chance at the end, but then when Kyler Murray was running for a first down, he slid too early and didn't get the first down. Um, so then they had an opportunity to kick a field goal to tie the game, and the kicker missed it at the end. Um, so just bad awareness, I guess, from Kyler Murray not knowing he just needed to go like a half yard, which he had room to, but he would have taken a hit. But, you know, he would have got the first down. They would have opportunity to score a touchdown or get closer for the field goal. Um, so that pick I got right. And then Bengals and Ravens. Ravens win this one 19-17. Um, it was a big struggle. Even for Lamar Jackson, he overthrew three open, wide open passes. Some of them were for touchdowns. Overthrew them completely. Uh, Bengals couldn't really get into a rhythm, um, but yeah, those were the games for Sunday. Um, and then tonight we have the Chiefs and the Raiders, which I expect the Chiefs to uh, destroy the Raiders. Ra- Raiders haven't been consistent at all offensively, even with all those stars that they have um, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but yeah, for the NFC East, um, the Eagles are for real, I think. Um, the last undefeated team in the NFL, Jalen Hurts looks great. Um, those receivers look good. That defense looks so much better um, than it has in years past. And um, I was wrong about the Eagles because I I did not see this uh, so far. But you know I know it's so early in the in the, in the year. But you know to be the last undefeated team right now it's it's uh, it says a lot. And this division is a lot better with the Giants with the surprising start from the Giants. Uh, Brian Dable has really you know changed the culture there. Uh, Saquon is having a great year. He's, I believe him now when he's like, oh, I'm back. I'm going to have a great year this year. It's like, okay, because, you know, a lot of people were doubting him. Um, even, you know, Daniel Jones, is he's being serviceable, right? They're, they're winning games with, with Daniel Jones, so that's fine. Uh, Cowboys winning with Cooper Rush. You know, it's impressive. Um, 
But right now, the, the way everyone's playing, I'm going to say because they have their starting quarterback, um, they have the better starting quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts is better than Dak Prescott right now because Dak Prescott's injured. And um, Jalen Hurts seems more consistent than Dak, even when Dak comes back. So I'm going to still stick with, or I guess at first I had the Cowboys, then Dak got injured, but Cowboys were still staying afloat. So I will, uh, I will go with my changed pick and stick with the changed pick of the Philadelphia Eagles winning that division. But... Um, it's been exciting because that's usually the most talked about division because the Dallas Cowboys and Philly and all that. But um, and they're usually not the best one, but they look like they're the best division right now in football. So, um, so that's a nice change. Okay, so now making my weekly parlay picks. Um, Thursday night game. I don't pick the Thursday night game. Maybe I'll do that this year. Uh, we have the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. I'm going with the Bears minus twenty in minus one twenty in Chicago. Um, like I said before, they're just, you know, they're finding ways to score the ball and, uh, the commanders are just finding ways to not They're They've just been bad all the way around. Uh, Bengals at saints, uh, saints at home. Even they look a lot better with Taysom Hill. I'm going with the saints. Even, um, I'm just not liking what I'm seeing from the Bengals so far. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at Indianapolis Colts. I'm so sick of the Colts. Um, I did just bet Jacksonville. I'm going to bet them again at plus 120. Um, I don't trust the Colts at all. I, I bet them, I think I bet them like three weeks in a row, and they just kept losing. Minnesota Vikings at Miami Dolphins. I'm going with the Vikings at minus 160. Uh, Miami doesn't have their starting quarterback. Um, that's why Minnesota is favored. And then let's see, Patriots at Browns. I'm going to say, I was going to go with the Browns at first, but the way that the Patriots shut out the uh, the Lions shows me they have may have turned a corner there, or defensively at least. Um, so I'm going to go with the Patriots, plus 135. That one might come back to bite me. Um, Jets at Packers. I'll say the Packers, minus 330, coming back home, rebounding from that horrible London game. Um, so hopefully they can get other guys involved and stuff but you know the Jets coming off a big win but now they have to travel to Green Bay um so yeah I'll go with the Packers there uh, 49ers at Falcons I'll say the 49ers because I think they're the better team but the, this one will be close though I think the over under is 43 I'll take the over on that one uh but 49ers I expect them to win that game uh Buccaneers at Steelers that's the Bucks, obviously um Steelers are going to start Kenny Pickett again. Bucks have a good defense and just probably going to rough them up. Um, Tom Brady should slice and dice that that Steelers defense. Uh, Cardinals and Seahawks. I like the Seahawks in this one, plus 120. Um, you know, the Cardinals are favored to win that game, but the Cardinals are so up and down. I don't I don't know where to go. I don't trust them as well, just like the, just like the Colts. Uh, but for the Seahawks... Um, they do put up some points with Geno Smith. For some reason, he's having like a pretty solid year. And then Panthers at Rams. Um, Panthers just firing Matt Rule. Rams having no offensive consistency whatsoever. Um, I'll, I'll still take the Rams, I guess, because you know the Panthers have just been abysmal. Um, they might, you know, that thing though. After they fire a coach, that they might they might play better. That could happen. Uh, Rams, they're 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 due for a big offensive output, right? You know, they've had two back-to-back terrible weeks, so I'm expecting that one. Uh, Bills at Chiefs. The Bills have looked like the best team in football. 
The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, and they're playing in Kansas City. Um, I think Josh Allen's Bills have gotten that that Kansas City monkey off their back. Um, they've shown that they can win there in Kansas City. It's a regular season game, though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Bills to win this at minus 130. I don't know why they're favored at home against the Chiefs. It's weird, but. Um, and then Sunday night you have Cowboys and Eagles. Eagles are favored minus two forty playing at home. I'm going with the Eagles. Uh, like I said before, I think they're the best team in the NFC East. I like uh, the play of Jalen Hurts defensively. They look good, um, and their receivers together they're good. Uh, Cooper Cooper Rush, you know he's he's been having a great year. Um, you know starting in place of uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, but this one, you know, this one could go either way, honestly. But I'm going to go with the Eagles. And so we're, those are my 12 picks. So let's see what the odds are. So that's plus 4,600, or no, plus 46,239 uh, to win $3,200. Um, so we'll make that bet. I'm telling you, one of these weeks, guys, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to make these picks. I'm going to win. Um, all right, switching gears here to the uh, NBA. We're going to do NBA overs uh, for this upcoming season we'll discuss the atlanta hawks uh first uh their over under number is set at 45.5 you know they just traded for uh dejounte murray um they still have you know they still have that depth um i'm still waiting for them to take the leap right um i will i will take the i'll take the over but barely i think they could win 46 47 games um, I don't feel great about it. You know, when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, I really liked them. And then this past year, they've just been, they haven't been consistent. But I think the addition of DeJounte Murray is a big move for them. Um, so I'll say over, but barely. Uh, Boston Celtics, over under 53.5. So for Boston, you know, with the Ime Udoka situation, they have a different head coach. Um, honestly, with the East getting better, um, a lot of things, a lot of moves were made. I'm going to say under. I think they could still make the playoffs. You know, they're still great, though. You know, still a great team, but it's for the it's the head coaching for me. It's the, the, you know, the last second decisions, you know, less than two minutes of the game, you know, the lineups that they go with, the plays that, that are called. That's what it is for me. So, you know, I think when you don't have that, that same coach you had before who was able to make those right decisions at the end of close games, um, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be the same, right? So I think you can lose some games because of that instead of winning those close games. So I think I expect them to, you know, lose more close games than they did last year. I'm going to say under on them. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, 50.5 is the over-under number. They got Kyrie back, um, you know, keeping Kevin Durant. Ben Simmons can play basketball now. I like the moves that they made in the offseason. Um, this one, this one is weird. Obviously, um, and you know, they, they stuff Steve Nash was saying, no, we're good now. We're good. You know, I know we all want it out, but you know, we're here now because we had no other options. Um, I don't, I don't, I really don't know because I don't, I want to say over, but then I feel like with the drama with them, like something might happen. I Kyrie's going to play the whole season. It seems like, or maybe 60 games. Um, I think they're going to be good. Um, but I'm going to say the, I'm going to say the under, I'm gonna say the under. I don't. I don't. I don't. I could go either way. I don't feel comfortable about it, but I'll say, I'll say the under because I don't trust Kyrie, um, and then I also don't trust Kevin Durant's injury history because um, he's been 
you know, he's been missing some time, you know, and he, he's getting older. So I'll, I'll take the under. Uh, Charlotte Hornets over or under 36.5. Um, this is a team that I've been going over on. I wanted them to make the playoffs. I thought they were going to make the playoffs last year. Miles Bridges is great. I haven't heard an update on Miles Bridges. His contract situation hasn't been decided yet because of the, uh, the domestic violence situation where he beat his wife. Um, that hasn't been resolved. Hasn't been sentenced or anything. I haven't heard anything else about it, honestly. Um, but I expect them to improve, though, from last year and to get more than 36 wins i feel like that's an easy over they could win 38 right uh, so i'll take the over on that chicago bulls over under 41.5 my the main concern i have with the bulls is lonzo ball he's he might miss the entire year he's having like this he can't really walk or move around he's having like bad knee injury um, and he had surgery and then they're gonna give him another surgery but um, it doesn't look good for him uh, but they still have demar Derozan. Uh, Zach Levine, I don't think they'll go deep in the playoffs, but I'm going to take over. I think they went over 41.5. Uh, Cavaliers, this is the big addition. Uh, their number is 47.5. Um, they just added Donovan Mitchell. They still have Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. You know, that's a good young team. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has playoff experience, so he's providing that for them, that veteran leadership, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I think I like the Cavaliers. They had a hot start last year and then kind of fizzled out you know, late in the season. Uh, but I think they could win 50 games this year. Dallas Mavericks, uh, their number is 48.5. They lost Jalen Brunson, um, you know, who was their second best player. Um, and I don't think, I'm going to say under because they didn't replace that, right? And now they're just going to, it's going to be the Lucas show even more so than it was before. Um, even though they made it the conference finals, I think regular season-wise, they could do under. And, you know, when the playoffs hit, I think every year, as long as they have Luka, something crazy with the Mavericks can happen. And something crazy with the Mavericks happened last year when they beat uh, the Phoenix Suns. Game 7 in Phoenix blew them out, and uh, Luka took their hearts from them, right? So I think once the playoffs starts, anything can happen with Luka. But regular season, I think they win less than 48.5 games. Denver Nuggets. I really like the Denver Nuggets. I've liked it for a long time. Injuries have played a major role in uh, their issues, right? But they still been making the playoffs with Jokic, even though they didn't have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. All those guys should be back for them, right? They should be fully healthy now. Their number is at 50.5. 50, 50. I have them over. I, could, I have them winning. They could win 55, 56 games out of the West. Um, and Jokic, if he still plays like he's playing, if Jamal Murray comes back looking as close to his old self as possible, um, I think they could be a real threat in the West. I think they could be a three seed, two, three seed, and I think they can make a deep run there. Uh, Detroit Pistons, 29.5. Um, I would say I'll give them the over. Um, they have a lot of young talent, a lot. Um, and hopefully they can finally kind of put it together to where, you know, they're a little more consistent and, you know, winning those closer games. Golden State Warriors are at 51.5. Um, you know, just win the championship game. I will say the over because I'll get Clay Thompson fully back healthy. James Wiseman should be back. Um, I, I guess I should say Draymond Green should be back at some point in the regular season after punching Jordan Poole. Um, there's there's a lot to this because Draymond Green can opt out and, and kind of play somewhere else if he wants to, if that's what he's angling to do. Um, I think they'll get focused, though, after a while. They don't really take regular season that seriously you know they don't they don't show up for the small games 
But once the playoffs turn um, start, that's when they turn it on. Uh, but 51.5 seems kind of low to me. So I'm going to take the over. Houston Rockets, uh, 23.5. I'm taking the over. I like this team. Um, not to make the playoffs or anything, but to obviously win 23.5. That seems low, too. I think they could win 30, 35 games probably. Not 35, but 30 games for sure. Um, similar to the Pistons, a lot of young talent, a lot of young guys who just like to play basketball. They need to learn, you know, how to play the right way, though. You know, improve their IQ, make the right reads, make the right passes. Um, let's see, Indiana Pacers over under is 24.5. I'm going to take the under because I expect them to to trade Buddy Heald and um, what's his name? Not Evan Turner. Miles Turner. Um, I think they're in a full tank mode. Uh, I think they're going to be terrible this year. Clippers over under is 42.5. Kawhi looks fully healthy. George, Paul George looks fully healthy. I like this team. If they stay healthy, man. This is a team that can win the championship. I, I truly believe that because they have a lot of depth. Ty Lue is a great coach. Um, he knows how to coach, uh, you know, uh, big personalities and star players. Um, I'm going to take the over because I believe in the health of uh, Kawhi Leonard and him playing most of the year. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers are 45.5. Um, you know, they brought in Patrick Beverly. They still have similar players, but they didn't make... They didn't make the best moves, right? They made the only only the moves that they were able to make, right? So some of them were kind of desperate. Um, I like the addition of Patrick Beverly. Actually, you need someone who's who's always wanting to get in a fight, right? Um, but I don't know if Darvin Ham is really going to figure out the Russell Wilson, not Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Westbrook situation. Um, I'm going to go under because they didn't. I don't think they improved that much, and you're kind of relying on. LeBron in age 37, 38 to stay, you know, fully healthy. AD, who's been injured every year to stay healthy and stay consistent, but he's not, he hasn't been able to do that. So I'm going to go under Memphis Grizzlies, 40 to 49 and a half. I'm going to over on Memphis. Um, I like John Morant. I don't really like um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I like Desmond Bain though. I like the other guys there. They're, de- they're deep. They're tough. They love playing for each other. Um, I think they're going to keep taking that next step every year. Uh, for, so for this year, I'm going over. Miami Heat, over under 49.5. Kyle Lowry is another year older. You can't rely too much on him. Um, Tyler Hero got a contract extension. They need to find a way to get Duncan Robinson into a postseason game because he can hit the three. Uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, I like him. They added, um, they lost P.J. Tucker. Um, I'm going to say over because I feel like Miami always finds a way to, to be on top of the standings. Somehow they're in the top three, even though they don't have the same star talent as Milwaukee, you know, even Philadelphia, Boston, but they still find a way to win because it's all with their, their coaching and the type of players that they have. They're smart players. Milwaukee Bucks, 52.5. Um, Chris Middleton should be back healthy now. Um, another year of Giannis. I'm going to go over. Um, when they're fully healthy, this is the best team in the East. And I have this team coming out of the East again this year. And I'm going to still go with that because I think they would have made it out of the East last year. But, it, you know, if it wasn't for Chris Middleton getting injured. So I think they win 55, 60 games. I think they're that good. Minnesota Timberwolves, 48.5. Added Rudy Gobert to that team. Um, so they're going to have two big men. Um, Rudy doesn't have to worry about going out of the perimeter. He just, you know, stay low. Play defense because now Carthy Towns he doesn't have to worry about playing center and trying to play defense when he's he's soft on the defensive side. But um, you know I think I think 
I like him at 48.5. At 48, I'm going to take the under. So I like him at 48 wins, 47, 48 wins. I think I don't, there's no, I don't think they could get 50, but they're, they're on the cusp to be great. You know, I love Anthony Edwards. Um, it's his team now, even though he's like a second, third year player. Um, so yeah, I expect them to improve for sure. New Orleans Pelicans, uh, 44.5. Zion looks absolutely ripped. He looks um, he looks like he's in shape. He's been working out. Brandon Ingram's back. You have CJ McCollum there. Um, Jose Alvarado, uh, he's a lot better. Um, he in the preseason game he scored 28 points. You know he's um, I think they figured out their identity, what kind of team that they are, um, and they're really good defensively. And you know we just need to see how Brandon Ingram and Zion actually play well together. Um, CJ can play off of anyone he's a good um supplementary player in that way i'm going the over i think they could win 45 46 games and i think they can make the playoffs this year that's a that's a sneaky team because you know we saw what they did they made the what was it, what was it the the playing game we saw what they did last year against the suns you know they had a chance to actually to actually win that for at a certain point i was like oh are they gonna beat the suns and then i'm like oh okay no they're not but but, you know, they, they, they played really well. You know, they were disrupting Chris Paul and, you know, Devin Booker was irritated. Or was that the first round? I think that was the first round, I want to say. Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, wait, no, who's next? Uh, New York Knicks, 39 and a half. Um, I, they added Jalen Brunson. So now they had a picture like, oh, we have our big three here. And it's Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and R.J. Barrett. I just don't believe that that's the... Uh, that that's the 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 new big three of New York. I just I don't see it. Um, I'm going with the under. I think they won 35, 35 games somewhere around there. Um, if they added Donovan Mitchell, maybe, but they didn't add him. Um, I do like R.J. Barrett. He is a nice game, but he's not he's not that star, that number one guy you need. And Julius Randle, he's had some you know he's had some issues. You know he had that first big year and then. You know, he's regressed, and he's kind of had an attitude with coaches and stuff, and I just, I don't know. I don't like that situation. I think they need to trade Julius Randle, like, fast. Oklahoma City Thunder over under 22.5. I'll take the over. Well, uh, Chet Holmgren's going to miss a whole year, though, but they have those other young pieces that, who I think will play well together, and I, I expect them to have the over. Man, that's just such devastating news that um, Chet Holmgren's going to miss the entire year because he was, he was looking really good in the summer league. People were really excited about him. Now it's uh, Victor Wembanyama, uh, the French kid. He's a little thicker than Chet. He's like seven four. He could do anything. And this is what I was saying, um, you know, on the pod like a month ago or two, was that when the Spurs traded Dejounte Murray, the Spurs were trying to they're trying to tank for Victor Wembanyama because there's this French kid. He's like seven four, seven five. He plays for the team that Tony Parker owns. Okay, and this is this has Greg Popovich written all over it. He's just a He's a unicorn. Not, I mean, everyone says unicorn, but he's just a different kind of player. He's tall, but he can move. He's quick with his feet. He can shoot. He can defend. It's just amazing what he can do. It's like think of Chet Holmgren, but you know, with a bigger body, and he's way better than uh, Chet Holmgren from what we've seen in clips and like games here and there. But um, so that's exciting. Uh, Orlando Magic over twenty six point five. Um, I guess I'll take the over. I don't. They're still the same team. They still like. They still have too many like power forwards. I think right, and um, they don't have consistent guy like that. They, they drafted Paolo, who you know by all accounts he's going to be great, but um, 
maybe he could get give them over, I guess, to 28 wins. I'll say that instead of the under. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers, 50.5. I think, you know, James Harden, is, we heard video of uh, Doc Rivers talking about James Harden and his role and, you know, that he needs to find his spot, right? But he's not the main guy. He knows he has to, he's, he needs to be more of a playmaker, set up Embiid, Tobias Harris, set up these other guys, right? Um, but he needs to still be able to be, you know, more consistent and be able to score at least 25 points, 20 points a game. You know, maybe not the 31 or 28 that we've seen before and taking like, you know, 30 shots, but, you know, take 20, 24 shots, 20, 24 shots a game. Um, by all accounts, he's in shape. I think he's, they've said he's in shape. Um, I kind of like the makeup of this team. I think they can be better this year. I keep, I don't know why I keep going with the 76ers. Um, if Embiid still has like a repeat of last year where he could have won MVP, um, I can see this team winning over 50, 50.5 games. Uh, they finally got the Ben Simmons things out of their way. Um, but it all relies on Harden, really. Um, and I just don't, I don't truly believe in Harden, but I believe in Embiid more than I don't believe in Harden. Uh, Phoenix Suns over under 52.5. That seems like a lot, especially with another year of Chris Paul, who's going to be what, 38. Um, and then the DeAndre Ayton situation wasn't handled. It wasn't dealt with there. He wanted to be traded. Um, he hasn't even talked to the coach, Monty Williams. He hasn't talked, he hasn't spoken to him since the playoff loss. They're trying to trade Jay Crowder, who is a great player for them. A uh, good role player and defensive player. Um, I don't. I don't like this. They're, the Robert Sarver situation, they're trying to sell the team. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty with this team, uh, so I'm going with the under. I don't. There's, I don't think there, there's no way they win 50 games. Portland Trailblazers, 39.5. Damian Lillard is fully healthy now. Um, I like the moves that they made in the offseason. They they brought in Jeremy Grant. They brought in some help for Damian Lillard. Um, it all comes down to Chauncey Billups. If he's able to coach these guys and actually, you know, be a good coach. Um, I'm going to take the over. I, th I think I like Portland bouncing back. I like Damon Lillard showing that he's top two, top three point guard in the NBA right now. Uh, Kings 33.5. I don't need to talk about the Kings. Um, oh, actually, they have um, they have some good pieces there. Um, you know, training Halliburton. Wasn't a good choice, but, you know, they got um, Sabonis. And Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox play really well together, but you need more help than that. Um, I'm going to take the under. I think they win 30 games. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, I'm 23.5. Going with the under. As I said, they're tanking for – actually, no, I'll go over because Popovich is a good coach. Um, I think they win 25 games, more than 23. But they're full-on tank for Victor Wembanyama, And uh, Greg Popovich won't admit it, but – I think that's what's happening. Uh, Toronto Raptors, 45.5. I'm going to take the under at, you know, like 43. Um, actually, no, I'm going to take the over. They're a sneaky good team. They don't have that Kawhi Leonard player, but they have some depth, and they play really well defensively. Nick Nurse is a great coach, um, and for some reason they find a way to advance in the playoffs. I keep picking the over. I just like the Raptors. Utah Jazz, I'm taking the under 25.5. Obviously tanking. Danny Ainge went in there. He's just trying to get all the compensation he can for all the players that he has. So they traded all most of their guys. You know, they traded uh, Donovan Mitchell, traded um, Rudy Gobert, trying to get as many picks as he can back. I'm taking the under. Washington Wiz Wizards, 35.5. Um, you know, Bradley Beal, 
still staying there. They're still Washington. I'm going with the under. I think they win 30 games. They they do nothing in the offseason to to tell me otherwise that they're gonna that they're even trying to win. I think they're just trying to sell some tickets because they have Bradley Beal. They have this guy who's you know who he's good. He's not great, but he's good and he can he can light it up and you know he's a lifelong wizard. But I don't I don't know what their plan is after that. Um, so these are my finals picks. Okay, so I have out of the West. I still have the Golden State Warriors just because of you know they won last year without some key guys that are going to be important for their lineup and James Wiseman and then like Clay not being there the full year Clay having this full year under him this season he's going to find his shot better he's going to get his legs under him better um and the depth of this team they're so deep um I think the Draymond situation will get handled Jordan Poole he's already looking great in, in um preseason basketball so I think he's going to take that next step um the only other team that I would think it would be it would be the um, the Clippers because they're getting back, you know, two perennial all-stars in in Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard. And then for the East, I'm going with I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. As, as long as Giannis is there and that team is still that team, I'm going with Giannis because he's the best player in the East. Um, I'm taking him over Kevin Durant. And I just, I just love watching Giannis play. And if they're fully healthy last year in the playoffs against Boston, they have Chris Middleton. They're advancing in the round. They're going to the finals. Like that's just that's just how it goes. That's just how it's going to happen because he he got he got past Miami the Miami Heat. You know Miami were in his head and then he got over that. So I think I'm going with my same picks as I did last year. I went with last year. I picked the Milwaukee Bucks and I picked the uh, Golden State Warriors. I picked the Warriors to win last year. If you were listening to me before the NBA season started, I'm picking them to repeat. I'm picking the Warriors to repeat maximize what's left of of Steph Curry and Clay and and, and Draymond's um, career. So that's that's my pick for the NBA season. Um, NBA season starts, I think, on the 17th. So we're right around the corner with that. Uh, but that's all I have for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Monday. We'll recap my parlay picks. I, I'm close to winning, I swear. Then we'll recap some of the MLB playoff games. And then, um, yeah, we'll go from there. So thank you.